You are listening to the Photobomb Podcast with the world's greatest photographers, Boo Ray and Gary. Welcome to the Photobomb Podcast. My name is Boo Ray Perry and joining me as always is Gary Hughes. What's happening? Today, Gary, I would like to talk about... Gary Hughes. Oh, jeez. I'd like to talk about you, Gary Hughes. I'd like to spend some time talking about Gary Hughes. I'd like to talk about the fact that people like to say your name, both first and last name, Gary Hughes, <laughs> as opposed to just Gary. And when I say people, I'm talking about the people who do another podcast. Oh, God, Rob and Jim. What a... <laughs> We've got to, we have got to talk about the last podcast by our friends over at the, the, Photofax, the podcast. Photofax Podcast. Okay. We'll, just, we'll go ahead and break it down for you. They do a little podcast, nice little uh, dog and pony show there, enjoyable, fun to listen to, great guys. They're flirty and fabulous. If you listen to their last podcast, at the 18-minute mark, yeah. they go off into a Gary Hughes love fest, really the likes did. of which I have never heard before in my life. <laughs> Here's the thing. It goes back farther because every time the podcast comes out, I subscribe, so I get a little notification. And at some point, they started mentioning us, our show, right. and the two of us. In, I think, every episode that they record. Well, I think they feel there's a kindred spirit there. You know, just, just as we photographers join together in organizations to be around other photographers, they feel like there's, there is a podcasting club. There are only two members of it, and it's our podcast, Photobomb, and there's Photofax. <laughs> Actually, there are others, but, but, you know, we know each other. And I truthfully don't understand. I'm okay with that. I, I think guess, that, I mean, yeah, that's I great. Mean, that's great. But I want to talk specifically about this last one. About this last one. Oh, my God. Uh, because uh, my wife and I had a fun little... Uh, game uh, when we were listening to it. Oh, you we listened decided, to it with Bobby? Yes, we listened to it uh, on the way to breakfast. <laughs> and we decided that what we were going to do was try and count the number of times they said your name. Oh, boy. 13. This exactly sounds like something that you would do. Like, who, whose name did they say more, Gary or Boo Ray? This is such a Boo Ray moment. Right so now. not. It's continue. so not. Okay, you're, That's so not me. You're right. I was you're wrong. True. Please it's continue. not me. You're That's right, me. Was... But in this case, it was hilariously funny. Uh-huh. 13 times they mentioned your name. They mentioned me twice. <laughs> twice. Don't spit up. It was spit take. <laughs> Almost it was spit take. 13 times. Basically, it was Gary Hughes, Gary Hughes, Gary Hughes. He's wonderful. He's a fabulous photographer. Words were used about you, Gary. Down to earth, practical, awesome. <laughs> we should have t-shirts printed with Gary's picture on them. They also said something about obsession. We, love, we have an obsession with Gary. We love Gary. And then they said... We should probably mention Boo Ray too. <laughs> That's the best part. We should probably mention Boo Ray too. So what they did was they talked about how great a photographer you are, and then they talked about the fact that I have a table from IKEA. Yeah, <laughs> that's mad expensive. <laughs> that was basically what they talked about. Look, I, I don't, I don't know. Like, I'm, I don't like hearing it. Not that I like, you know, it's you funny. So, who no, doesn't no, no. like, who doesn't like hearing people talk about? No, themselves? I mean, when they give a little shout out, but this episode, they were going on about it for a, for a couple of minutes, and I'm just like, guys, guys, it's a little scary. It's well, a little scary. yeah, but I, I, don't, I mean, you right now, you're at the height. Of Gary Hughesness, yeah, that doesn't get any better. I mean, your your book just dropped. This is it. I'm petering out. I'm right. a your book just dropped. Star. You did uh, you did uh, uh, you did uh, Creative Live. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you're um, uh, probably about to become a judge. Fingers crossed. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, uh, th th this is it. This is the pinnacle for you. Yeah, this. I mean, seriously, it's all downhill from here. So yeah. So I yeah. mean, this is when you're going to get the most attention. Yeah, probably. But wow, did they love you? They laid it on. They really love you. What do you think they want from me? I don't think they want anything from you. Well, unless it's to worship at your feet. Oh God! Help them, <laughs> and build and build a golden effigy, I, I, out of lens caps and cleaning cloth. Jeez oh, Louise! I I, I I I just don't want people to get the wrong idea. That's what it is. Because I'm just I'm just a guy. <laughs> I'm just a dude. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so humble in his greatness. I just 
you know, it is odd though because like when you do put yourself out there a lot, and I, and I do, I'm on social media and I teach and I do other stuff, and so I do put myself out there a lot, and I totally understand that you know there's a certain part of a personality like yours and a personality like mine where we like it. You know, we like the attention. I'm not going to say I don't like the attention. I enjoy attention. Probably most more than most people, and I will freely admit that. But what I honestly want to do is to just share what I know and learn and share what I've learned and and be a positive influence. You know, I'm not trying to make being a photography teacher guru my career. I have a photography business that I run on a daily basis. I just had a shoot today before I came here, and I, you know, I just you know, it's embarrassing. I, it's not, it's so not embarrassing. A little bit. You know it isn't. Only when I don't know who I'm talking to right now. Okay. Do you know what? Who embar- are you? Do you know what's embarrassing? That it's middle aged men who like me. <laughs> <laughs> All of my fans if it, are middle aged. Powderpuff Girls uh, webcast, and they were suddenly talking about you. You'd be over the moon. Yeah. Yeah. If it if it was like young, attractive women or really cool, hip dudes right. that were all like, "Dude, Gary's awesome." Nope. It's middle aged men. That's my demographic. I just, I just find that I, I, your reaction to this whole thing is a little bit off putting. It's not what I expected. <laughs> You, you know, you're just you're you're very. Oh, I just want to put my stuff out there, and I'm just trying to. And you you seem you're you know you know what it's what you call uh, what you call uh, humble, humble brag. It's what you call humble, humble, which is not something I'm used to hearing from you. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, whatever. So I'm just saying, you put yourself out there, and then when you get a reaction, sometimes you're like, oh, that's what that feels like. It's you okay know? to just you know to just be like, that's funny. I mean, you, you seem to be a little bit uncomfortable. It, that's what I'm saying. The the uncomfortableness I'm experiencing right now is how I feel. Like when I get when I actually get that attention is I really comfortable. truly really truly I've never experienced that with you in my life when <laughs> we're out and we're doing things or at some convention and the people come up and they say they know you or whatever you seem to just fine with one it. of the reasons I really like social media is because when people like comment and give you attention or whatever you don't have to like stand there and look them in the face or listen to them say anything you just get to you know oh that's nice and you can sit quietly in your mom's basement and do whatever but like yeah i know it just makes me uncomfortable truly it really it Espe- makes you uncomfortable especially getting when i think that they may want to kill me and turn me into a suit <laughs> like a gary suit like i can see myself in, well, in, in you're Rob's doing basement something. going it puts a lotion on its skin like these guys yes, have an put unhealthy- the lotion it puts a lotion on its skin look 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 bob jim you guys need you guys need to calm down. Okay, is his name Bob or Bill? Bob. That Rob, might that Rob, might Robert Trawick. That might explain why he doesn't talk about. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Said, "Listen, you two. Listen, guys. Okay, Bob, Jim. We think you guys are aces. All right. We we like to your your podcast. We listen to your. Podcast. I like that you use the word aces. Who, yeah, you guys are you guys are the bees knees. Okay, they're full of moxie. They got moxie. Yeah, they got moxie. Okay, <laughs> they're aces, kid. Let me make a plea to you. All right. Okay, to Bob and to Jim. You're you're creeping me out a little bit. You guys are you guys are creeping me out just a little bit. Yes, yes, definitely creeping me out. So right. you know, I I think you guys are great, but it's getting a little weird. Okay, stop showing up at my house. <laughs> stop sending me your underwear in the mail. All right, and stop writing me letters. Right. I just really all right. It's a professional relationship. We're colleagues, and that's as far as it's ever going to okay. go. All right, all right. Sometimes you have to put your foot down you really in do. a respectful way, mm-hmm. and you have to say. For me, it's mostly putting my foot down on middle-aged men when right. they when they want to hang out with me too much right. and talk about me on their podcast a lot. I have an expensive table from Ikea. That's, <laughs> that's all they talked about. That's, when that's they mentioned like, me that I have an expensive table from Ikea. Gary, like, I really like that. I mean, they went on and on about you, and then they were like, and Bure, you know, he's got, uh, he's got an expensive cable from I Ikea. I want you to tell me one thing you like the best about Bure Perry. <laughs> have you seen that <laughs> have table, Have you seen bro? that table? <laughs> 
I was just like, really? Well, thanks for but giving here's me the, the, thing, though. the awkward Here, first eight minutes of a show. Here's the thing. Oh, well, come on. You, you, listen, you're the one who told me to check it out. You were the one like 18 minutes. you got to hear this. I've texted you every week for like the last four weeks yes. because I have this. It's like a drinking game now. It's like whenever they mention you or me or our show on their show, we have to like take a shot. Right. So I text you. It's usually right. on a Monday. But or this Tuesday week morning. it was wow. It was a little. Yeah. Wow. It was gushing. But here's the thing. Uh, uh, well, this is going to sound defensive. But here's the thing. You are doing something, the sort of stuff you're doing right now is not really in their wheelhouse, like, you know, with the headshot stuff. So, whereas me and Robert are pretty much the same. You know, we have the same sort of business, doing weddings and, and et cetera. So, you know, wedding, he's never going to gush over me because I do the same thing he does. So it's mm-hmm. not a big deal. But you, however, ah, you're doing something new. You're doing something different. I guess. You're, ecsta- you know, you're in a different area. Are you joining their fan club, dude? No, I'm just trying to explain why you're getting so much attention. And I'm getting bupkis. <laughs> Okay, listeners. I get nothing. Okay, guys. If if you're out there listening to the show, Bure needs a little TLC. I don't. No, I don't. No, 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 no. I don't. I just want to say, I just want to point out that I'm the one who called Robert and made contact with him. I was friends with Robert before you were. <laughs> I was friends with Robert before you. It's like high school now, you right? Can <laughs> like high you school. can have him. You can have him. You can have him. I don't want him. All right? You can have him. Oh, but man, they just, they just went on. I just want to point out they spent two and a half minutes talking about yes. us on their show. We spent, we spent like nine, nine minutes it. talking about us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, there's a hundred shows coming up. Coming up on a hundred shows, and content is king. We, yeah. we have a hard time. Speaking filling. of content, do we have any? We got no content, really. You know, that's all I got. I got to talk about Gary on the show. I wrote that down. I also, though, I did want to point out that um, I had this uh, little, great little moment happen. You know, we talk about um, how I, uh, being a, a small businessman, has gotten me to a place where I don't mind paying for things as much. We have mentioned <clears throat> that on the show. So we had uh, reclaimed water hooked up to the house. So to here in Florida, we have reclaimed water. Some neighborhoods have reclaimed water, which means the pipes are run at the street level where you get water that hasn't been run through the processing. And you can get that hooked up to your irrigation system. You can't get it hooked up for anything else, but you can get it hooked up to your sprinklers. And what this does is it fix, you pay like 10 bucks a month, and you can run your sprinklers as much as you want. And for, for us in Florida, where we have to run sprinklers year-round, it's a major savings. Your water bill will go from $300 a month to 60 Oh, that's great. So you absolutely want to hook up to reclaimed water. So you have to call the county, and they send a guy out to do some stuff at curbside to make it so you can hook up. And then you have to hire a plumber to come up and actually do the hookup. Mm-hmm. So the guy comes out. He's a young kid, 22, 23. He comes out. He's out there, and he makes a mistake, and he, ha- and he has to shut our water off to the house. So he comes to the door, and he's apologizing I had to shut the water down for an hour, for about an hour. He takes me back out there to show me what he did. He is laying in the grass. It's about 88 degrees. He is laying in the grass. His his shirt is drenched. The sweat is dripping off him. He is literally up to his shoulder in mud and mucky water. Potentially poop. And he is apologizing to me profusely about the fact that my water is going to be shut off for one hour. And I'm thinking... Dude, <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't want your job for all the money in the world. No, and believe me, I, you know, and I'm just thinking, because he's apologizing so much, is there someone who in that situation would be like, what? What do you mean? My water's going to, looking at the guy who is, you know, shoulder deep in muck trying to do, fix, your, fix this problem. Is there someone who would be upset at that who would just be like, oh, if it hour. wasn't if it wasn't something that he's probably had to deal with before, he probably That's my would, point. The thought wouldn't even cross his he mind. Was so to be apologetic. He was yeah. so apologetic that yeah. I thought this is a guy who has had people get pissed off at him before. This is this is something pretty regular, I think, in customer service. And you have like I tend to get indignant with customer service representatives and like I had a I have kind of a fight with my uh, property manager at my studio because our AC broke. 
And so <clears throat> it was basically like, you know that scene in Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Where he goes, you know, everything's uh, two weeks everything's away. Everything's two weeks away. <laughs> this place is a geographical anomaly. Geographic, yeah, it's, it's a two, geographical anomaly. Two weeks from <laughs> everywhere. Two yeah. weeks from everywhere. Dapper Dan. I'm a Dapper Dan man. So I need a new AC unit. And after a big fight, like, and she was reading the lease saying that I had to pay to replace the AC unit. And I said, I would not sign that. I don't play air conditioning roulette where whoever happens to be renting the building when the air conditioning has to, buy a, has to buy a new AC. Turns out we owed the first $500 of any repair rather than right. replacing the whole AC. But anyway, so calls back and is like, okay, and this is at the beginning of the week. This is on a Monday. And, uh, it, and I had to reschedule all my photo shoots that were the following day. And um, she, she said, oh, it's, uh, we'll be able to get it installed by Wednesday next week. I said, it's Monday. Like, she goes, well, we can't get the parts until next week. I go, what parts? What air conditioner parts? <laughs> it's got to take nine days. I said, I, I, could, I could order a, like a, a, a replica of my own head from China, and it would be here faster than that. <laughs> right. Like, what air conditioning part is a week away? I don't understand. I said, where is it? I'll go get it. I'll right. drive today, and I'll be back with it tomorrow. Is it in Utah? I'll go to Utah. Just tell me where it is. I'll go get it. And so we have this. Um, I tend to get like with people when it, when it doesn't make sense. Right. When what's happening right. doesn't make sense. That, that's when I get off the rails. Right. When you, you can't tell me why this is happening right. or you have a policy where there's no good reason for yes. it. Yes. We have you, a policy. That's our policy. The policy. Bend policy. over. That's yeah. our policy. But when, it, when it's somebody who's just doing it, like, do, like going through your, your crap, <laughs> you're literally with his up, up to his shoulder in your crap. Right. And, and is like, uh, you know, it's like, oh, I'm really sorry. I'm like, dude. An hour without water, totally acceptable. Like, yeah. We, what, what do you do? You go to Chuck E. Cheese and you come back and it's, it's well, fixed, it was you know? it was the middle of the day. I don't need we don't need water much in the middle of the day anyway. We had no, luckily we had some in the coffee maker and that's about it. Yeah, that's all we needed. <laughs> right. And I mean, this is the guy. He's the one who needs the water. He yeah. needs to be sprayed down before he goes inside any place. <laughs> Hey, so um, I'm sorry that happened to you, but um, so you know it was who, no big deal. So, I, my, my point was, I'm sorry for this guy. Yeah. Well, do you, you know, know, I'm paying 60 bucks. That's what, by the way, that's what it costs. 60 bucks to have him come out and do this. And he's being apologetic to me. And I'm just like, dude, you, no, you don't have to apologize. You're making 60 bucks and you're doing a job I wouldn't do for twice that. Oh, no, there's like, I won't get out of bed for 60 yeah. bucks. Yeah. Well, it's, um, it's funny that we talked today about people who are obsessed with us, um, Bob and Jim. And uh, you know who else is obsessed with us in, uh, in New York is uh, Jim Ferrara. Well, our good friend Jim Ferrara. And Natalie Kane, yeah, his, his lady. And they are brilliant wedding photographers, but they are obsessed with the show. Not necessarily with us. They love our show. In fact, Jim has told me this rec- week recently that he and Natalie have toyed around with the idea of starting a podcast that discusses our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> is that... Is that the truth? Oh, that would be the best thing ever. If they want to call it photobombing, so, photobomb. That'd be so great. You know, like the people who have the podcast, all they do is discuss last night's Game of Thrones. Right. I listen to a lot of those. Oh, my God. That would be so awesome. <laughs> that would be so awesome. And yet, at the same time, scarily bad. Yeah. Because they, they would pick us apart and <laughs> You already awful. got our tiny little podcast. Like, And then it's like, how many people would listen to Yeah, both? because they're only going to get a subset. <laughs> The only people who are going to listen to their podcast, here's, let me talk to you, Jim. Okay. The only people who are going to listen to your podcast are people who already listen to our podcast. So like my wife, your wife. Yeah. So if you take our listenership and figure you get maybe 10% of them. You're going to have a really unpopular podcast. You'd probably have a bigger audience if you just stood on the corner and screamed what you thought about our podcast. <laughs> 
<laughs> just do a Facebook Live video. Yeah, you, no, you literally would have a bigger audience with a Facebook Live uh, video well, than you would with a podcast about our podcast. But speaking of Jimmy Jam, we're just teasing you guys. We love you. Oh, I love you. Um, I have an, a really good um, story here that we didn't make it onto the last week's disaster show. And so, of course, Jim messaged me. He goes, dude, what happened to my story? So, <laughs> and, it, and it actually probably is the best one. Although this combines um, two things from our last couple episodes because we had two episodes ago. We did the disaster stories, and then the last episode we talked about prostitutes. So this combines prostitutes so with the, the disaster story. Oh, that's so fantastic. That's a that's a See lovely, how I tied it all together. That's a lovely mashup. Yeah, it's a good mashup. He says, "Okay, boys, here's a story. A two hundred fifty thousand plus wedding dollars. I'm assuming not people. I shot about five years ago at New York City's Plaza at five hundred and fifty dollars a head. A fist fight broke out right on stage when the cake was cut, and one of the groomsmen brought two hookers in from the street into the reception." <laughs> <laughs> Now, if you're thinking, do New York City hookers really look like what you think they do? The answer is yes. Oh, yeah. Also, a last-minute lighting scheme was added and cost them $14,000. It was nothing to them. Wow. Yeah. Fist wow. fight, hookers, cake. Well, uh, my question, first Sounds of all, like a great wedding. $550 a head, is that like just directly to the plaza? Or is that after it was all said and done, it ended up costing them $550 a head? I would imagine. When you talk about money per person, you're just talking about the catering hall and the food. Right. Typically. You know, that's not necessarily you're talking about. Like, if you go get a wedding at the Plaza or the Four Seasons or the Grand Bohemian or, or the Don Cesar, it's like, well, this meal with all this, right. I think that pays for the service. That pays for the room, maybe the tables and chairs. I don't right. know. But as far right. as everything right. else, yeah, $550 has just the just the venue, I think. And we get those calls all the time from the brides. We'll call my wife, and they want to have, a, they want to have catering, beach wedding, catering, you know, indoor catering thing, the whole nine yards. What's your budget? $30 a head. And we're like, that, mm, $30. How many people? $30 a head? doesn't matter how many people it is. $30 no. a head? And you want to have full catering and delivered and a tent on the beach? And No. Weddings no, no. are expensive. You can't go though. to Chili's for $30 a head. What makes you think you're going to have Chili's come to you on the beach? Okay, so let's talk about Chili's. They're BS two for one, two for one all the time. How you go there and you get a beer and you get two beers for the price of one whenever you go to Chile. If it's two for one all the time, then it's just this is the price of but beer. But here's the thing. They give you two eight-ounce beers. Right. Like, what a chip. Right. What's that? What's that? Right. Chili's, who are you fooling? You're not fooling me. You're not fooling are me. Are they fooling you, Gary Hughes? No, well, I mean, it still does feel good to get two. But no, you're not fooling me. They disappear so fast. By the way, why is it that some people, uh, when you talk about them, you use both their names and other people you don't? Um, like on the podcast we were discussing earlier. <laughs> <laughs> they called you Gary Hughes. Well, because all the time. You Gary know. Hughes, Gary Hughes, Gary Hughes. Well, here's the, I think it's no one how, ever says how memorable Perry, how memory, rem, mem, memorable your name is. Your men, you no, know, there aren't that many Boures. Yeah, nobody says Madonna Cicion. Yeah, yeah, exactly. they just say Madonna. Madonna, share. You know, yeah. like Gary is just like eh. You know, he's eh. like the snail on SpongeBob. He's like half of the ambiguously gay duo. He's you know, there's Garys, but no real like. Wow, uh, let's let's go back and look at these references. The snail on SpongeBob. This is the only Garys that are on television. Oh, is his name Gary too? Yes, oh, the snail on SpongeBob. Yeah. Oh, and the ambiguously gay duo. One of them is Ace named and Gary. Gary. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I mean, these are these are how this is what 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 Hollywood does with my name. You keep a mental Rolodex <laughs> of people who have your name. Don't you? No. <laughs> I really don't. Nobody has your there's name. Nobody, there's no reason for me, yeah. If you've got <laughs> my name. See. Yeah, I'm, I do, because, and, and that it's zero. Here's the mental Rolodex. Mm, one. Yeah. yeah. Hey, so we didn't talk about, uh, you know, I had a pretty good week uh, this last week. I got to work for Canon. Did we talk about that? No, we haven't talked about that. Yeah. And, and we need to talk a little bit about your book because I got the notice today that uh, your book is shipping. I have heard that. I think that's pretty exciting. So by the time this comes out, 
you know, the first batch of books should all be delivered, which is pretty cool. So I should wow. be getting, I, I, I ordered 50 of them myself because I'm going to like wallpaper my house in them. So it's right. really exciting. Well, let me ask you this though. No, because I want to lay them all out on the floor and roll around in them naked. It'll be great. That'd be a really good thing. The rolling around part was fine, but I think the naked part, you went too Just far. too much? You were a little too much. Okay. We'll edit that out. Don't yeah. worry. Um, well, I want to talk about, before we went on the air, I asked you, I said, hey, I got your thing. Your book is going to ship. And there was a little, uh, there was a little trepidation from you, which I feel is, I think is an honest emotion that, that uh, you should talk about too. Because I think there are people who are thinking about doing books, Amherst Media, contact them. They're always looking for authors. And I yeah, think that one of the things, hard to get I think one of the things, no, it's not really not. <laughs> one of those things that people don't talk about, I think that don't think about is how you feel once you know it's, it's closed. It's done, and now it's coming out, and then the second guessing starts. Yeah, in the in the beginning of the show, you know, we we've been joking, we talk about Bob and Jim, and about putting yourself out there, and and <clears throat> and it took me fifteen months to write that book, right? And you know, and that was working hard on it, you know, and it was it was a difficult one to put together, and then um, then the editing process came back, and there's so many more like changes and refinements and swapping stuff out, and I had to go back through old images that I used in the book from uh, all from past years. And it was like so many of them were, were <laughs> needed some work because my retouching sucked, you know, right. I was like, and I would go back to the raw file and the, and the raw file was better than what I had done to it. You know? So you keep all your raw files forever. Um, I used to shoot JPEG and I switched to raw. I typically keep them because I don't keep any of mine. No, no, I don't. It's I mean, just too much storage for me. I just, once a hard drive fills up, I just, chuck it in the yeah, closet so i mean i've one. just got five or six three terabyte hard drives in my closet but so i mean i put a lot of work into it and then it's and all this work and it's just been this thing once once something you're once you're in something like that and it's happening and it start and it happens for long enough you just sort of accept it and and to me it, at one point it almost felt as if i would just be working on this book forever and it would never actually come out like it was right. just going to torment me the rest of my life and so i finally um finished it and that was, I finished it several months ago. It's been done for several months and it's just waiting in the line of production to become the next one to come out. And so they're like, okay, well, it was done in July and that was with all the editing and everything. And they said, well, we'll just keep the October release date. And so it's just hasn't been real. And then all of a sudden now people are like, oh, I got my notification. It shipped. I'm like, oh crap. People are actually going to read that now. <laughs> <laughs> So honestly, you know, I put a lot into it, and I know that the content intellectually is good, but you feel like you're going to put it out there with a bunch of photographers. And one of the hardest things about teaching to photographers, or maybe teaching to anybody, is that everybody has their own way of doing things, and everybody has, you know, in their mind the way things should be, and there are just a certain set of people that you teach that are looking to trip you up. Sure. That are looking to find something wrong oh, with the way you're yeah. doing it. Oh, yeah. The Why are they, you doing it that way? That's right. Don't you think that it would be better if you did this? And I'd be like, no, when you have your class right. ne- next week. Or but then it's like, it's like basically uh, you're, uh, when they come to see you, you're taking a test. Basically. They have a test in their head that you're taking, and they're waiting for you to miss an answer. Especially since I started teaching pretty, pretty young. Most of the people I'm teaching are, are my seniors, um, in, you know, not like senior citizens, but they're older. And so maybe even been around the, you know, the photography business longer. So you almost always have something to prove, especially on technical things. And so, like, once you, but once you establish a certain de- technical base, then you become sort of it's okay to listen to you. And I, and I, I think I have a way of doing that. But um, I just, bottom line is, I think it's good, but man, nobody's seen it yet except for maybe you right. and my wife and me, and I'm just 
waiting to see what the initial reaction is. And it's like, it must be what it feels like if you have like, let's say if you're an actor and you're on your first commercial and the commercial airs and people are like, oh, you were really good. You did a great job selling sandwiches. Or, I don't know. I just feel like. Or a TV show. <clears throat> like you know, you're, like, you're waiting for your performance to come out. And, it's coming out. Yeah, and you don't, don't know how It's coming people, out. You've got to wait for the review. Yeah, it's coming out. And not only that, but since it's on Amazon, there you can review it. Right. And I have no control over the nope. reviews, nope. right? So the nope. reviews just are going to be what they're going to be. So I yeah. get to find out if people actually think it's good or not. So yeah, that's, that's what would scare me. I really don't <laughs> want to be reviewed. I don't want. I don't want people to review me at all, hmm. in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, I do not like criticism. <laughs> I don't. Want, <laughs> I don't want your opinion. I'm just going to do what I'm going to do, and if you don't like me, you can just leave. <laughs> no, there's I, there's definitely stuff in there that that's good. I'm just you know I've been I've been, I do have wow what a ringing endorsement <laughs> that was, ladies and gentlemen, right here. Gary Hughes has said <laughs> there are definitely things in there that are good. I have that's I, a, <laughs> such a ringing endorsement. It's book. it's it's pretty okay. It's pretty okay. <laughs> it's a great book. I mean, it's, it's it is it is. What I like about it is that it is so full of information in a category that you wouldn't expect there was that much information that you could impart. But like so many things, it's like um, it's like people who cut hair, right? When they and they go to like tur- how hard they, can they, it be, they right? have and they have they have like conventions and tournaments, and you think there's a contest where they all cut hair and see who cuts. I mean, isn't it all I, pretty I, much the same? I mean, you cut this. You, every time I've had my hair cut, no matter who cut it, they cut it pretty much the same way. They did the same thing. Right. But no, if you're into that, that if you're really into cutting hair, you realize that there are a hundred different ways that you can cut hair. And that's the way it is with, with this book. And that's what you're showing is that, yes, if you decide to do the occasional headshot, you're like, well, there's one or two headshots you can do. But if you're really into the headshot world, if you're really, if it's something you're doing all the time, like you're doing, well, you you start to pick it apart. You start to pay attention to every little thing, trying to push yourself to be better. And then when you put it onto a book, it's like, wow, I had no idea. There were yeah. so many different things that were going on in the picture. Well, part of it is... Um it's unconscious in a way. And when you, you know, you sit down to write down how you did something. And I didn't have a lot of those thoughts consciously. Right. They were just, right. I was going through the motions and it was what's looking good and what was feeling right. And so you basically like look at an image and go that I took five years ago. And I'm like, um, okay, no, yeah, this sounds good. Yeah. That's pretty convincing. <laughs> no, but there, no, it's genuinely what goes through my head. It's just, you have to kind of slow it down and, and verbalize it. But you know, who knows? I mean, it could be, a total disaster. But I'm going to predict that it's going to become the new Bible. Well, I'm pretty sure that there are about 2 billion Christians that would disagree yeah. with that. I'm glad you went that way because that's where I was going to go, which <laughs> not the new Bible for headshots, but just the new Bible. Just the new Bible. Overall. Like people will start churches. This would be the New Testament. Yes, yes. Cons- churches de- dedicated to your headshots. Consult book. the book of headshots. <laughs> Thou shalt use it thine seventy to two hundred. Bring forth the holy hand grenade. The thirty-five is right out. Yes, it's right out. <laughs> I didn't tell you I was watching. Uh, I was watching, and then this is this is going to date me. But there are going to be people who are going to get this, and people who are not. I was watching Norm Macdonald, and he was interviewing uh, uh, the guy who did Stefan and everything, Bill Hader. Bill Hader. Uh, Bill Hader from Love Saturday Night Live. And uh, he, Bill Hader was talking about when John Cleese uh, was on the show. And apparently John was, Cleese had been on the show with like uh, Palin, with Michael Palin. From, if I have to tell you who, who uh, they are or what they did, then you, you really aren't going to understand the rest of this uh, conversation. So just anyway. check out. So you Go can just check out for a minute. So anyway, he said he was, he was uh, no, it was, uh, it was uh, Norm that was telling the story. He's on his way and he's passing Sherry O'Terry in the hallway. And he goes, come on, he goes, come on uh, uh, Palin and Cleese are about to do the parrot sketch. And Sherry O'Terry goes, is it good? 
<laughs> and Norm McDonald's and Norm McDonald goes, "You make your living as a sketch performer, and you haven't seen that the parrot sketch." You don't. And you don't know the parrot sketch. He was just. He was just like, "How? How can that be?" But everything gets old, and everything everything gets. I lost. was having that thought today because I'm thinking about like the, the the celebrities that were really just on top of the game when I was growing up. So like Bill Murray and Tom Hanks and stuff. Right. And now I see him. I'm like, geez, they're like, they're getting older. Yes. I mean, like time is, yes, yes. Man, time is, time is a bitch. Yes. Do you see Westworld? I watched it yesterday. Okay. Did you see uh, Ed Harris? Ed Harris. Ed yeah. Harris looks like the Crypt Keeper. He looks tough and mean though. But he's old, dude. Westworld's a, a, a based on a, um, an older movie that was uh-huh. written by Michael Crichton. Right. Who that, wrote Jurassic Park. Who wrote Jurassic Park and others. many, many other awesome books. And uh, it's a new show on HBO. But yeah, I watch. I'm intrigued to see where it goes. I, I love the concept. I, 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 I do too. But uh, but um, but man, the violence! It's going to be oh because it, because they're not killing people; they're killing androids, yeah. and they don't really die. Yeah, so th- we can just brutally. I, I mean, think there were at least 50 murders yeah. in that first episode. Like, the first, I got I got to tell you, if, if you've seen the show, you're thinking about seeing the show. The very first episode, uh, it happens off camera, but there's a rape scene that I I I was almost physically had to yeah. get up and walk away you know it's a horrifyingly violent yeah. show and i mean they don't even show it they don't even show the actual no, thing just drag he's just, dra- he's just dragging her off door, and yeah. she's screaming and i could i was just i it's very hitchcockian mm. in the in the off-camera violence kind yes. of a way yeah. and so it doesn't have to be graphic i don't think anybody would put up with anything too graphic in that particular regard but and again not humans they're not humans so they're whatever. just a robot so i mean whatever. you know you're 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 beating up a robot it doesn't feel it you know who else is looking pretty rough is Hopkins baby Anthony Hopkins Anthony but Anthony has looked old for like the last 50 years yeah, when did he ever look young uh magic I don't go think look up the go look up the movie magic where he played a, a guy who had a ventriloquist dummy that uh that became to life or something he was like a serial killer with a ventriloquist dummy <laughs> That's just a, really that's a yes, thing. He, yes, he was like a he was like a some kid who was uh, put upon. You know, he was a magician. He was a nerd. Oh, I see him. Still looks old. And then he starts. Still looks old. Is it? You look at the picture. <laughs> still looks old. That picture. He was just born with old man face. Yeah, he's he always looked. He's always looks kind of old. He looks. He got way more handsome. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at the picture, and he still. Yeah, he, he still looks old. He looks older than you do right now. I saw. Oh, speaking of you know everything getting old and do people get it and etc. I saw. Have you seen K, uh, Deadpool? The movie? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The very last thing when they did the Ferris Bueller reference, how many people watching that movie did not get that that was Ferris Bueller? I don't know. There are a lot of adult geeks who, you know, yeah. seen Ferris Bueller. But I thought that that was, I really thought that that was a stretch because I thought, wow, you're doing a callback to a movie that is literally 30 years old. And that happens all the time, though. Yeah, but in a major motion picture, that thing time. in a Marvel movie that everyone's waiting what for, it, still doing and now we're gonna, and now we're gonna, and we're gonna reference a movie that's thirty years old. That's I think a, that it works without knowing where it came from, though. I think you're right. It's it, an, it's called, it does work. It's called an Easter egg. But it's even better if you get that it's that's the ending. <laughs> so of I want to go find this movie. Where can I watch Magic? With I don't Anthony know. Hopkins. It's I don't. Got to be on Netflix or something. It happens a lot where I'll I'll be listening to a podcast and someone will say, "Oh, have you ever seen the Red Violin?" No, I, oh, you've got to see the red violin. It's so great. And then I'll go home and I'll check Netflix and Amazon Prime, and it's not on either one of them. There and I want to kill somebody. There are a bunch of movies that don't exist anymore or like never got made, made into digital for streaming. I don't know what the deal yeah, is. And I'm like, how can I? But this, I'm this upset movie, now. If I can't Anthony find a movie. Hopkins is a, is a puppet, um, a ventriloquist serial killer. That's exactly what I said. Yeah, and uh, no, I'm, I'm just saying, like, that sounds <laughs> really bad. Right. That sounds terrible. I'm trying to remember what the tagline was. There was like some. 
some you know like his face and he was like magic it's a, it's called a terrifying love story magic a terrifying well, love that's story pretty much every love story i've ever been involved in yeah really. <laughs> Think about it. Let's 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 just wrap this turd up before we It is time to wrap this episode up of the fabulous Photobomb Podcast. Aren't you so lucky you tune in for all this amazing photographic information? Yes. You can find us online at HughesFioretti.com. If you me. didn't get that uh, web address, you can uh, listen to the PhotoFax con- uh, podcast because they mentioned uh, Gary's <laughs> uh, web address on the PhotoFax uh, podcast. However, they did not mention mine, which is BooRayPerry.com. Uh, Nor did can, they mention photobombpodcast.com. They didn't mention photobombpodcast.com or that you can email us at questions at photobombpodcast.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash photobombpodcast. Yep. You had your hand up yeah, like you I wanted w- to say something. Okay, you're not supposed to tell the people how we know who's supposed to talk. Well, yeah, but I paused for you to talk and you just looked at me like, why are you pausing? Oh, I realized you were in the middle of a sentence. And I was just waiting till you were done so that when you took a breath. But, but I was done. Okay, we're bad at this now. I'm done We're now. off to... <laughs> <laughs> um, and just so you know that you can get, um, we have a, our, our, a friend of the show, a sponsor, XP Photo Gear. Oh, that's right. Is offering free shipping and a Speedlight gel pack uh, system for every order off of their website, xpphotogear.com, for our listeners, if you use the word light as okay. the promo code at checkout. All right. That's pretty exciting. And if you want to buy my book, it's on Amazon, or you That's can right. get it directly from me, and I'll sign it with Boo Ray Perry's name and include a picture of Tim Kelly if you go to emailmegary.com. Okay, I was going to say, how would they get it directly from you? Just they go to just... emailmegary.com. Okay, fantastic. Yeah. E- emailmegary.com. It's a website I use when I teach, so it's easy to remember. People can just go to it and sign up from an oh, email list clever. and stuff. Yeah. Very clever. Emailmegary.com. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like that. Sounds like a lawyer's website, though. So if you go to that website, what do you get? Is it just a, f- a form for filling out? And no, there's a, there's a link to sign to buy my book. There's a link to sign up for my email list. And then there's a link about um, Onward, which is Julie and I started a travel adventure trip that we're going to be doing. Ah. And we're taking a group of photographers to Tuscany. Maybe we'll talk about that in the next episode, yeah, Gary we'll Hughes. Why not? I'll go a little more in detail. But anyway, those three things and other stuff are on my gear list and all nine yards. All right. Check out. We'll see you back here next week. I apologize. For um, Bob and Jim, but I would recommend you go listen to their show. That's go right. 18 minutes in, and then you can see how crazy they are. Love you. Bye.